0: Good morning, today is Thursday, February 16th, 2023. With me today, I have the founder and face of Hype Miami, a sneaker retailer and wholesaler who also happens to be Roman Scharf's fu- son. Roman Scharf's son. Good morning, Marcus. You Good have morning. a name, you're not just Roman Sharf's son. How are we doing? That's really hard to say fast, Roman Scharf's son. Roman Sharf's son. How are you? Great, how are you? <laughs> Good, <laughs> thank you. Uh, so the reason we have you on here is because your father made me do, th- no I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, we have you on here because you do have an entertaining story. It's it's entertaining. It's also very educational. It's motivational. It's inspirational. It's anything else that ends in an Um You are a multi-million-dollar sneaker reseller, retailer, wholesaler. You now have a physical location in Miami. Let's um, let's get into the beginning of things. How old were you when you started reselling sneakers? So I was about 14 years old.
1: Um, yeah how how did that come about like Uh, well exactly how it came about was actually my father uh, had to do with it he and and my and my mother as well but they basically wanted me to uh, do something with my summer I didn't have a job I didn't go to camp or anything like that and they were like you basically can't sit at home all summer you got to do something so they what they suggested was that I sell a bunch of stuff they had laying around around the house on eBay Um, and yeah I tried that out and didn't really like it. So that's kind of how I got into sneakers, which was kind of my passion at the time. Was it just because you personally wanted to get into sneakers? Yeah. I mean, ever since I was a kid, I would say I enjoyed sneakers. You know, like I always wanted the hottest new shoe at the time. Jordan's was kind of the thing. I always had, you know, the newest retros, but if
0: I wanted more than one pair, you know, that I, I would have to buy it myself. So that's very interesting. So I I was going to get into this later, but, um, I, the fact that you kind of led me into this the fact that you wanted it you know you'd had to get it to your, for yourself. Do you not come from a wealthy family that could have gotten you anything you wanted? 1,000%, I would say I, if I really wanted
1: anything, I definitely could have asked my parents for it, but it was something about that feeling, that first time when I made my first 100, $200, and I actually went ahead and bought myself a pair of used shoes on eBay for around like 60 bucks. And when those shoes came in, and I had that realization that, holy shit, if I just make more of this money, I can get as many of these as I want. And that kind of was what got me into the business, and was like, all right, I wanna take this seriously. So was it more just to allow yourself to buy more stuff for yourself or were you in it for the money? At the time, it was just buying stuff for myself. I mean, I didn't really need that much. You know, it was like 100 bucks for a pair of shoes, 200 bucks for a pair of shoes. So it wasn't that
0: crazy at the time. Okay, and this is a question that I, I you know, personally had. Why sneakers? Why not go, you know, in your father's footsteps and get into watches? it's It's also just as good as sneakers, if not better. I one hundred percent agree. I mean, both industries are honestly pretty similar, being
1: in like the luxury goods category, I would say. Um, but the reason for sneakers, I would say, is it was personally my passion. you know, for example, my dad, I know that's his passion. For me, it wasn't so much of a passion at the time. Um, A lot of people always like, oh, you're going to take over Pop's business, this and that. And to me, I was like, that didn't really sound fun to me. You know, like, Sure, I could do that if I wanted to. I could start working here at a young age, Mm -hmm. work my way up, and hopefully eventually take over the company. But my vision was to create something strictly on my own from ground zero uh, and build it myself. Well,
0: congratulations. You definitely achieve a certain goal. I'm sure you have many other goals, and we'll talk about those. how did you actually start into the, the, the wholesale side of things? You know, the bulk buying and reselling and getting the customers, getting the product. How did that go about? I think that's when
1: that, that shift actually happened during COVID, like 2020 when the pandemic hit. Uh, everyone was inside, so that meant everyone was online shopping. Um, and a lot of stores had actually discounts. A lot of stores had sales because they were, you know, stressing about paying certain things. They were worried about the pandemic. And I came in and took advantage of that. Um, it was around this time I also started utilizing credit a little more. So I you know, opened several credit cards. Um, I was able to kind of leverage that to purchase product online. Uh, and from there, I mean, the sneaker market as a lot of luxury goods market, including the watch industry was, on, was booming at that time. Yeah. So that's kind of when I wanted to scale it.
0: Okay. And how do you find your customers?
1: Uh, most of my customers were actually acquired via Instagram. Uh, I started my Instagram page when I I first started. That was uh, one of the first things I did, Uh, and I grew kind of a community on there uh, over the last five years, I would say. Um, And slowly but surely, you know, it's a a pretty small world in the sneaker industry. Everyone pretty much knows each other Mm -hmm. if they've been doing it for long enough. And yeah, so I was able to grow a presence on there and kind of
0: buy stuff, sell stuff all through Instagram. Is it mostly just flipping, like, you know, you buy it for one price, you sell it for another? Pretty simple, yeah. Uh, yeah okay um what percentage of your
1: business do you think is wholesale versus retail uh right now i would say wholesale takes up maybe 70 percent of it and retail about 30. um it's a lot it's a lot easier to do bigger revenue numbers um in wholesale obviously than retail
0: and how are you able to find these wholesale deals like how do you go out and get a thousand pairs of air force ones
1: yeah so uh there's a lot of different ways honestly there's not just one way to go about it uh one of them being uh, sneaker botting. Uh, this is not my personal expertise, but my partner that I uh, partnered up with, uh, his name's Yuri. Uh, we were actually working together for quite a few years before we actually merged our companies. Um, but yeah, basically, long story short, what sneaker botting is is just you know uh, using, sne- uh, using software to acquire large amounts of uh, sneakers, clothing, whatever it may be. So that's one way of acquiring it. And I was actually purchasing basically 90% of his inventory, mm-hmm. exclusively. Um, and another way is, again, like I said, online arbitrage, basically finding stores that are doing discounts, um, and then also buying off other wholesalers, of course. Um, the general public or other people that I know are already in the business, and yeah.
0: Gotcha. Uh, now, a lot of retailers are starting, or at least, I mean, they've been trying to fight off the bots. What are you guys doing to overcome that? Nothing, it's BS. At the end of the day, there's always gonna be a way around something.
1: If you think about it, all sneaker botting really is, is just reverse engineering. You look at a website, you figure out what they're doing to, to prevent you from buying it, and you get around it. Do you think it's ever going to be foolproof?
0: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I feel like, I feel like these retailers, they want the hype. They want people fighting for their shoes.
1: Well, similar to the gray market of watches, I would say the secondary, the second, secondary market dealers, they create the, they create the market, they create the hype. There's a reason, you know,
0: for that. Very good business name. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So one of my you know one of my notes here is that you know haters will say that your father set you up for success. Um I'm assuming that it's true to some extent giving you the the education, giving you the ability to go ahead and and do this. But I'm also at the same time assuming that you know knowing your father and you know knowing how you know you are doing with your business, he did not, you know, and does not continue to just throw money at you to do better and, and more. Is that the case?
1: 100%. Yeah. I mean, ever since I was growing up as a kid, I was always pretty frugal with my money. I didn't really like to spend it whenever I would get like birthday or holiday money. I kind of just keep it in my drawer. I didn't really do much with it. And that's what But I basically started with. I think it was around $1,500, $2,000 that I saved up over you know my childhood. And But yeah, I think having a father as an entrepreneur, a successful one, um, definitely helped as well, obviously. You know, he definitely instilled the values of, of business, you know, the basic values of, you know, bookkeeping and just good business practices in general from a very young age. Um, my dad always tells everyone how, you know, he was 14 years old. I had him doing a profit and loss statement, uh, all that stuff,
0: which is true. And I, I, I'm very grateful that I was able to learn that from a young age. That's awesome. It really is, you know, nice to have an inspirational figure figure like that in your life. And it does make a difference as clearly shown by you. Um, I don't know if you talk about this publicly, but how much revenue do you guys generate at Hype?
1: Uh, Last year, approximately, between me and my partner, it
0: was about seven million. Okay, and now you have this store that you opened up, what, a couple months ago. Are you expecting big things from this location? Hundred percent, I think
1: we're looking to do about a million dollars in business in the first year of
0: opening just, just the retail spot. Amazing. Um, are you looking to open up additional stores or is this is this a strategy that you're going after or was this just kind of like a test to see if it works?
1: Honestly, I didn't know what I was getting myself into at all in terms of the retail industry. Uh, it was our first time doing anything like that. Um, so yeah, I was kind of just jumping into a whole new world, but I really like it. Uh, personally, I like the business model um, and I think I could definitely scale it into uh, first a bigger store because we're kind of running out of space in ours right now and then eventually you know. Multiple. How are you dealing
0: with having to hire employees, having to oversee them, having to sometimes fire employees? Like, how's that going on? Uh,
1: in the beginning, we kind of had a strategy of. So, I went to the University of Miami for a year, as some of you might know, um, but uh, that didn't really work out too well for me. So, not doing that anymore. However, I'm I'm always I'm still friends with a lot of the kids that go there, and my idea was, you know, catering to those students because our location is actually five minutes away from the mm-hmm. University of Miami campus. Um, and I figured having an employee base of just all UM students was a great idea. Didn't really work out too well, to be honest, um, it was really hard to manage the schedule because everyone's always, you know, they got class and I can't do this and I have a test I have to study for. So, um, we still employ a few students, but I learned that it was best to kind of have a more diverse, uh, employee base. And so I kind of hired, we hired uh, two other full-time people that are working for us. Have you had to fire somebody yet? Yeah. Uh, definitely, like did right you do, away. Did you do that yourself? No, I had
0: your idea. <laughs> okay, because your father's never fired anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, never, me neither. <laughs> it's You know, I, I, yeah, it sucks. It's probably the worst thing that you could do. Um, what's the end goal with hype?
1: My idea initially when I was building this, because for many years, you know, building my business, it wasn't really building anything, if that makes sense. I was just... Buying something and selling it. Buying something and selling it. So all I was doing was really making money. I wasn't building anything. I wasn't building a brand. And the whole idea behind Hype was to create that brand, um, to just create, you know, a massive, uh, hopefully, eventually, you know, a media conglomerate. Mm-hmm. At that, you know, I think social media obviously has a huge impact on business. Um, and obviously, I've seen the success of Grey Market and whatever my dad's doing, and that inspired me a lot. So yeah, I wanted to kind of create a brand, hopefully, open a bunch of, you know,
0: more retail locations, yeah. and yeah. You're looking to get bought out one day hopefully that's the goal always who's who's the buyer who do you think is going to buy your or who would you prefer would buy your company
1: that's a tough question um i'm not really sure i would say there's a lot of there's a lot of people that have tried i'm not gonna name names but there's a lot of people have tried to corporatize the sneaker secondary sneaker market and from my opinion i don't think that really works like that doesn't really work that well i think you gotta create a community so to be honest, I can't tell you the answer to that one. I'm not really sure who would buy me out, maybe some
0: private investor or wh- whatever it may be. Gotcha. Um, for those that wanna get into the game right now, what is you know, the recommendation or what, what advice can you give for a 14-year-old that wants to get into reselling sneakers? Everyone
1: like, asks me that a lot of the times and everyone always thinks so big, like, oh, I have to buy this, I have to buy that. I'm like, start with one pair. The way I started was with one pair. Actually, it was with Supreme clothing. That was hot. You find what's hot right now, at the time it was Supreme, now not really, but you find what's hot, you know, whether it's Dunks or Yeezys, whatever it may be, um, and you, you start with one pair and you move from there. I mean, I started with used sneakers. Honestly, that's a very good business model, it's just not very scalable. So if you're just starting out, it's a great way to do it. You start with your own shoes, you get some money from those, you go out there and buy some, uh, some other ones. Okay, uh, so just start small. I think so. Everyone tries to tackle it as like, oh, I gotta do all this, like, you just take one avenue, there's so many avenues. So,
0: draw this out for me. I go on eBay, I find a pair of used sneakers, I buy them there and what I sell them to is one of my friends or somebody on Instagram that hopefully follows me or how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: I would say Instagram is a really good way and it still is um, a good way of meeting people, networking with people. If you just stay consistent at talking to people all day, posting stories, doing posts, um, going live, that was a big thing. I went live like every day or like every other day doing these, like I would literally raffle off Supreme stickers, like there would be 10 spots, and there would be $2 each, and people would join on live. That's crazy.
0: Uh, all right. Actually, you know the, what you said recently just threw up a question. Are you guys still selling a lot of Yeezys in the store? Yeah. You are? Yeah, people are still buying them? People are buying them more
1: now. Really? Yeah, Did the prices the go up? Yeah, prices went
0: up. That's insane.
1: Yeah. We didn't raise our prices too much. I think maybe a little bit, but um, the market value, I would say, overall shifted maybe Ten, maybe even fifteen percent on the more popular models. Wow! What do you think is going to happen when Adidas drops these, you know, brandless Yeezys? I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I think it's coming up soon, um, but I think they'll do just as well. Um, a lot of people don't realize the the Yeezy branding on 350s, particularly. There's none. It's yeah. only on the right. insole. So.
0: It's the same model, if you think about it. But I think people bought Yeezys just because they knew they were attached to that personality, and at the same time, it was kind of like a flex. You know, the fact that you could afford three hundred dollars sneakers, you know, as a kid was a flex.
1: Yeah, it's crazy because uh, it's funny you say that. That was like I remember the first day of freshman year of high school. I had bought over the summer a brand new pair of Yeezy Zebras. At the time, they were going for five six hundred bucks, and obviously, that was like a crazy amount of money for me. And the feeling I felt walking into school with those Yeezys, yeah. it was in like I just like I can't I can't even compare it to anything, honestly. But nowadays I would say it's a little different because having those regular pair of Yeezys isn't anything crazy. Like to even like get someone interested, uh, as a kid now, you gotta be spending
0: $1,000, yeah. $2,000 on off-whites, Travis's, it's, it's a different game. It's insane what has happened. I mean, I never, I was not into sneakers. You know, I, I, the first time I bought myself a pair of you know, 300 know $400, $400 sneakers, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Um, and ever since then, I'm a convert, bro. Like, that's all I'm buying now. But it, I, I try to stay away from the hype shit, <laughs> um, for the most part. All right, Marcus, where can people find you in hype?
1: on Instagram. We're HYPMiami, uh, YouTube, TikTok, all those good things. Uh, we're doing we're doing a similar style show. to Gray great market we're called Behind the Hype uh, every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. So check
0: love us it. out. All right, everybody. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe, make sure to like, comment, write us a review. Um, we do this every single day and we're going to keep doing it as long as you keep showing us support and love. Marcus, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow and have a good week. Thank you.